uh, I ended up getting a knock at the door, and sure enough, I get get served papers. Uh, I was being sued for about $1.2 million at that time. The whole concept for MOVE is M, make a difference. Oh, to offer up your time, talent, and gifts. B, there's victory in the small things, and E, to encourage others. And so... I started to move. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Thank you for tuning in today to the Move Podcast. I'm Scotty Carlisle, and today we have Jason Foster. Jason Foster and I go back a good bit. So he's been he's been doing insurance and financial advising for as long as I've known him. But he's also an entrepreneur and he started a lot of different things, has a lot of energy and a lot of knowledge. He's had some very profound life experiences. And, you know, before I talk any more about it, could you introduce yourself? <laughs> sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what you want to say. You already <laughs> said my name, Jason Foster. Uh, you know, I've uh, born and raised in, in Redlands, California. Um, you know, a, uh, like, you, like you mentioned, I, I've been a, a financial advisor or in the insurance industry since 2003. Um, so quite a while. And, um, you know, I uh, have I live in Marietta now. Have three kids and a wife, um, with, you know, and definitely have had my ups and downs in life. So, uh, How, have you grown up in this area, or where where are you where are you from? Where are you born and raised? So born and raised in Redlands. So born and raised in Redlands, California. Um, I went to Cal State San Bernardino, graduated from Cal State San Bernardino, and moved out to Arizona. Actually, so my mom in high school, moved out to Arizona. So growing up, I spent a lot of summers and time out in Arizona. And so decided, you know what? I could buy a house there out of college, start my life and get going, right? And at that time, um, my my girlfriend, then fiance, and then we we got married. So I moved out there. She graduated a year after I did. Um, at that time. And so I moved out to, um, I ended up graduating, moving out to Arizona. We bought the house and I got the house up and then she graduated and then moved out there and we, uh, we settled down. So, um, but how old were you? Uh, I was 24 years old, 23, 23 years old. So, um, yeah, it was when I, I bought my first house at 23 um, but you know, again, a lot of different circumstances because I bought it out for a hundred and it was a really nice house too for 120,000. Right. Yeah. So my payment was 900 bucks <laughs> all in, <laughs> you know? So, uh, wow, now I look at it. Yeah. Times have changed now. Right. I mean, big time now, now it's triple, triple cost here. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was, it was cool. I mean, it, you know, it was Arizona. It's hot, but you know, you you get used to it. And 
I, you know, we over time. Where was it at in Arizona? So I was in, out in the East Valley, um, out in um, Queen Creek. And then I was actually out further than that. It was a town called San. It ended up being Santan Valley now, but it was unincorporated land of Queen Creek, um, which is way east of Phoenix. Oh yeah, um, you got Gilbert, Gilbert, Queen Creek, and then Santan Valley, on the way to Florence. So out there by the, the big prison. Um, and so you know when I first moved there, people, everybody thought I was crazy. I'd have friends come and visit. I had to go pick them up at the airport. Uh, or they would drive in, and they and, and they didn't realize I'm I was 25 miles off the freeway, and there's no freeway <laughs> now. There's a freeway that goes out there and everything else. But when I first moved there, we had a we, it was a grocery store, and it was out there in the middle of the desert. I mean, but tons of homes, really cool community, um, and now it's just now it's thriving. But um, you know where Maricopa is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's on the west side. Mm-hmm. So, on the opposite so, so funny story there. I mean, it's it's very similar because it's way out there too off the freeway, right? So it's just where I was on the east side. That's that's exactly how it was, but way out way out on the east. My buddy uh, lived in Maricopa for a long time, and you had to take a right off of where like you're going to a casino, and then it was several it was yeah. several miles that way. Well, it is out there, and then there's the Harris Casinos out that way. Harris, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you came back out here. When did you get into the financial arena? So I got into insurance before I actually moved. So in college, um, oh, damn. I started. So in 2002, um, how did you? Okay, hold on. Yeah, you got into insurance in college. Yeah. That's interesting. Like <laughs> it is, yeah. How, so, how did that happen? Who convinced you to do that? So my, you know, my then girlfriend, soon soon to be wife at that time, she, uh, her dad was in the industry, and so just talking with him, and going through. I mean, I my degrees in information management. I was going more tech based. Smart right? kid. Yeah, I was going more tech and. And trying to go down that road, and then he came over, and he's I, I'm watching him just bank load basically. And I'm like, and he's he's been doing it for a while, right? So he had a fairly good practice, and I'm just like, he he would be like, you want to see what I made? And he would show me, and I'm like, dude, how do I get into the game, right? <laughs> like at that time, and um, so he 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 brought me, he kind of brought me in. I mean, that's that's how that was my break in there. So I got my life license in college. Then um, as soon as I moved out to Arizona is when I got my securities licenses. But I was studying already before I moved to Arizona to, to get them. Um, but I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I was going down that road and then you know, I tried to take the Series 7 in my senior year in college. And I had a full, full plate of classes and I failed miserably, dude. I mean, miserably. <laughs> I think I got like a 45% on the first test. <laughs> and, and that test is, it's, it's six hours long. Yeah. So it's not like it's like, uh, you're there all day and you're just like, oh my God, I just bombed that thing yeah. really bad. Right? Well, studying for that, I remember I failed it the first time as well. So believe me, I know <laughs> I spent a lot of time and you know, it's okay. It happens. Yeah. As long yeah. as you don't give up, right? You that's, try it that's again. That's it. You just keep going. So, so, so people listen, it's, it's interesting Jason's here for a couple of reasons. One is because he's had a couple of adversities that we'll get into in a second. But two is what he does for a living is talks to people 
about their future, about their dreams and about their goals and what they plan on doing and, and the legacy that they live. And in doing that, not, and not only on that side, but also on businesses. So to protect your assets and, you know, basically a lot of it has to do with tax planning. A lot of it has to do with uh, prioritizing and organizing assets and making sure that it all flows. And if, in case shit happens, that you are protected. And so, and the reason I'm bringing it up, not to plug about, you know, all of the great stuff he does, but in doing that, you talk to a ton of people in a ton of different circumstances from all walks of life at all levels of life. And I know from my own experience, how much knowledge and insight that I've gleaned talking to people that are in different phases of life where I'm like, totally. oh, wow. So I want to try to pull some of some of that uh, life kind of outlook and, you know, what comes after having so many conversations because most yeah. people, they only have that conversation of maybe a couple times in their life with their financial advisor. Sure. But when you're yeah. the financial advisor and you're talking to all these people, it's not a lot of interesting I'm, stories it, every day, every day. Um, it's something different. Every, everybody's different. So every, every, you know, whether it's a a single person or a couple, right. Um, it's, it's always a different, it's different. I mean, all walks of life. Right. (laughs) And, and, and it's, it's funny, like even earlier today, I was talking to, um, he, he's a, he's a principal down in San Diego for an elementary school, but he's also a professor at San Diego State and at uh, uh, UC, UC San Diego, or U, University of San Diego. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he, I mean, he's a psychologist too, right? Okay. So, okay. so now, now, we're, now we're really getting into it, right? <laughs> and I, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm educating him on, you know, his, his uh, CalSTRS pension and, uh, you know, multiple different things there. And then he starts asking me questions and we start talking. And before you know it, it's an hour and a half later and we haven't even really gotten into anything <laughs> We're, we've talked. We've talked about traveling all of a sudden now. And I mean, but he, you know, single guy, um, about three, four years from retiring. And, you know, we talked about what he wanted to do at retirement and things. I mean, it, it's just it, it's amazing. Yeah, people, everybody. He was giving you a psychological analysis, yeah, and you were giving him a financial analysis. And then it's always good, notes. though. It's yeah. always good when he ends and he says, "Man, I think you know, almost this is like almost like destiny, right? Like I, we were we're here talking for a reason, and I really believe that. And you're, I, I'm super glad we had this conversation today, right? Awesome. Like that's a. Uh, that's a good Friday, right? <laughs> Besides yeah. ending with with you here talking, right? Like that's awesome. So but, it is. Yeah. And 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 you have a lot of those. You have a lot of those. Yeah. And and that's why you gotta love the business because it's those that keep you going. Because totally. God knows that you got on the other side of like, yeah, we're doing this and it's Bob, this and then you're like, uh, Yeah, and then they're like, Whoop. You know, I lied. Sorry. Have a good life. And, and you're like, uh, uh. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in I'm in management as well a little bit. So I do some recruiting and I talk to I talk to people from a recruiting standpoint, right, to bring them into the industry. And I just had I just had a guy. I mean, you know, three weeks I've had conversations with this guy 
and he is super cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm super sad that I can't even bring him on because it's like he was super cool, but he didn't disclose certain things. And it, and, and I'm, I'm like, I had to, I had to call him yesterday, say, man, I'm, I'm sorry, we're not gonna be able to move forward with, with you and, and, and bring you on. Um, you know, Damn. I didn't see the red flags. I mean, people are really good at hiding certain stuff. And and, and I, I feel bad for a little bit for him. But at the same time, he should have disclosed certain things, right? Right, right And right. just been honest. Because that would have been a lot easier than than trying to backtrack on certain, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden. Yeah. But, I mean. Because then, you know, if he, if he was dishonest and withholding information then on here then it's he's gonna just probably do it yeah Yeah. and i can't you know i can't can't have that and he's relatively young in the business too so it it didn't go it didn't go into his favor at all and so and and what company who are you with right now so i'm with a firm called westpac wealth we're uh i shouldn't say small we're large uh independent privately owned uh wealth management firm uh, based out of San Diego, but we have offices in four different states, um, up and down the coast. Uh, and so, uh, my you know my personal practice really has kind of evolved into working a lot with 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 teachers. Actually, believe it or not, wow, cool. um, kind of hit a niche. And but I mean, I, I'm open to you know business with anybody. But I mean, that's kind of where. My, 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 one of my main focuses has been on pension planning and, and working with, with uh, principals, teachers, superintendents within the school districts. Um, it's just kind of what it's evolved to. And so. So, pension and being the business, there's not as many pensions as there used to be, right? Definitely no private ones. Not many private ones left. Uh, you have to be in the public sector for sure. So, that's, you know, either with city, school systems, um, county, state. And they they're having some hard times with uh, with that whole fund and oh, how how it's performing, right? Absolutely, things change, regulations are changing. Um, <clears throat> the problem is not enough not enough money paying in to be able to guarantee those income streams for life, right? right. I mean, and that's what they. So have to you do. have somebody that is a principal that worked for forty years, retired at five thousand a month or whatever it is that they're getting, and after they're retired for 10 years, taking that income completely out of the job market, then it's possible that they may not be getting that $5,000 anymore. Is that how that works? It could, but more, I mean, they are probably pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Um, those that are in there because they, those ones, it's it's newer people that come in, right? And that was, those are those are where we see the, the main changes there. I mean, they have to, companies like have to, they have to have so much in reserve to be able to make sure that they can guarantee those income streams. Otherwise, there'd be massive lawsuits. Um, but but overall, I mean, it, it, you know, those those that do retire are on it. There's always that risk. I mean, that, I mean, that could happen. But the likelihood is probably pretty pretty slim. Especially, that's what was almost happening in the private sector. That's why they've gone away, right? Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't they couldn't no longer guarantee the income streams for like if you were to come in. Uh, to the business or to, to you know to that corporation, they were no longer able to promise you, you know, you're gonna have this guaranteed income stream if you pay in. So like our like our parents, you know, or, or, I mean, not mine. My, my my parents were more entrepreneurial, but um, you know, most some parents are, you know, you work hard 
work to in to retire and you were guaranteed that pension that you know that yeah. pension at the end yep. nowadays it's it's more um you know 401k plans comp you know those, those types of you know tax deferred type uh, plans that are more regulated now by irs and there's stipulations and there's all kinds of different things but so the game it, it, retirement has changed completely i mean it's and you got to make sure you plan. Well, now, but you're also including in in retirement. Now there's other players in the game, right? Like Wealthfront or these online, uh, oh, totally financial advising firms, and then yeah. also with the whole cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. The ro- robo advisor has uh, has played a big big role. I, I think that overall, in the long run, though, people people prefer to talk to somebody, especially when it comes to money. Now. Those that are educated, um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna go on and do. They they might set up their own account right through one of those robo advisor type systems, uh, or maybe directly on you know with Fidelity or whatever it might be. But in the long run of things, when they start accumulating money and they start trying to figure out where you know what to do or where to go. That's where it's it's going to take a live person, it's somebody that they can't. Right. They're not going to be able to just go on there and talk to you know iRobot on there. Right. Right. It, if then scenarios only you can only do so many if then scenarios right. that you can think about. So you need to have somebody with the brain that is uh, giving you feedback and then giving you feedback so then you can, can ask better questions. They can give you better feedback. That's you right. Can, you know. So that's right. Our artificial yeah. intelligence I know is moving in that direction, but I think it's a, a ways away. So let me switch gears for a second. So we talked about, you know, your professional life for, you know, for a little bit just yeah. to, to kind of yeah. give people a little bit of perspective. But let me ask you a question about adversity. So when is the first time in your life that you had to handle something that was thrown at you that you weren't prepared for? Yeah. So, um, you know, I mentioned moving out to Arizona. Um, the... You know, I I say the first big one was during that 2008-2009 crash there. Um, You know, I had a lot. I I was in the property and casualty side of the business a little bit, and had a lot of had a lot of accounts that that uh, either went out of business or downsized, and you know, I lost a lot of income real fast. And I, I we built we built up a good a good amount to where we had. I had a nice office, big office, and that cost money. We had, I had staff. I had a lot of things going there, um, and then that crash hit, and I, I ended up, uh, I ended up, you know, having to walk away from that office um, and downside. I wanted to keep my employees. I wanted to make sure that they were taken care of, um, and and to do that, I had to make some some tough decisions and. Um, at that point, I was like, okay, well, the biggest one will be, you know, walking away. And I had to walk out of that lease. And I was only two years in on a, on a uh, five or six year, six year, no, five, it was either five or six, right? So uh, four months later, uh, I ended up getting a knock at the door. And sh- sure enough, I get, I get served papers. Uh, I was being sued for about $1.2 million dollars at that time whoa and how old are you at this time uh it's 27 years old imagine being 27 20, yeah 26 27 <laughs> getting a paper in yeah. the uh, wow in the mail scary that says, dude like we're coming weird. after your ass yeah 
So, <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, uh, or no, it's not too, let's see. Yeah, it was 27. Um, but yeah, it, you know. And what was the suit for? Uh, because I, because I just, I broke the lease. Got it. Got I it. Broke so the lease. it was for the remainder yeah. of the lease. Yeah. Ouch. They, they, because uh, they were struggling too they, and they needed, you know, they, they had other people, um, but yeah, it, they, they wanted to make an example out of me, I guess. I made a man. And then how, so, what, what ended up coming out of that? Uh, unfortunately I had to, uh, go bankrupt. I had, I had to go, I had to claim bankruptcy. Um, that, that was a rough <laughs> set of, a, that was a rough you scenario, know, right? And, and when you do that, um, it was kind of one of those things like in Arizona, it took a major hit, right? So it wasn't just at that point making the decision of going, becoming, be, going bankrupt. I had to, you know, the house, my house, even though I bought it really cheap, I did a couple refis on it. Nothing major. It wasn't like it was too crazy. But my loan at that time was, was you know, probably it was about 105000 in the water, right? Like my house is only worth what? $90,000, right? My pool cost half of that in the backyard, <laughs> right? My backyard cost half of that. So, um, you know, I mean, again, it's like lessons learned. I mean, you never, you don't know when those things are going to hit. And I was young. Um, but it was, it was, it was a crazy year, man. Um, that was kind of the first, first big hit for me. And I had to, uh, had to swallow a lot of pride. Things were good. And then all of a sudden it just goes, it just went downhill real fast. Right. So I was faced with, okay, my house is underwater. Um, you know, I'm already, I'm already, I have to wipe out that. So I, I wiped out, I ended up having, I lost my house. So I had to wipe that out. Um, uh, just didn't make sense to keep it. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? When it's, when you're down, the, when it's down that far, um, financially, I had to make that decision, right? Yeah, um, 27. And, and so that's when that's when we made the move to um, uh, we, we decided, okay, well, we're gonna come, we're gonna move back to California at this point. I mean, it, it, they didn't take it away from me for about a year, um, and then they finally came and said, hey, we're, you know, <laughs> your house is gone now, so yeah. <laughs> we gotta go. So it well, was it sucked. But coming out here, usually people can't come from California and then they move somewhere else. Usually you don't have a financial <laughs> hardship and then move to a more expensive yeah, place. True. Live, so that's a little true. True. You know, it sounds like uh, well, something I would do. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so you know, I mean, fam family's here, right? Both both sides of the family. Uh, my, uh, I had a, uh, my daughter was already born, um, and my uh, she's not my ex-wife. Uh, we'll get to that story here in a minute. But um, you know, she was pregnant with with uh, my second, and so we decided, okay, well, California. Uh, it's just home. So let's let's make the move back there. So the amount of pressure that one feels, and I understand because I've have very I've man me and you could go toe to toe for <laughs> for stories. But um, yeah. but being twenty seven, a fresh new family, your dreams and goals and everything's going, you know, beautiful for a little bit, and so you're 
you know, you're seeing yourself in five years, and if you were sitting in a, in a interview, where do you see it? You're like, I'm on top of the world. Over, and then all of a sudden, all these things start happening, and adversities come and slap you upside the head, yeah. and then you have to literally come to terms with some serious adulthood. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> adulting. <laughs> serious adulting. Yeah, it I, does. I, I feel like Brutal. people that are in insurance or financial advising or even real estate you are an entrepreneur yeah. because what you eat for sure what you kill you eat if you don't kill you don't eat so you That's can't and and you always have to be you know pushing you always have to be alert you can't really ever let your guard down so yeah, yeah. so you know and and even you can be on top of the world and and when markets turn you're still going to you know suffer because yeah, things can change really fast really fast and yeah i mean and, and that's and that's what happened and, and, and you know you you look back i look back at it and i've you know obviously i've had it was it was a tough road to get to where i'm at back at now and it, even then i'm still i still feel it like mm-hmm. and there because there's a lot of things that's happened between that point and today right like and so you know i finally i'll, I'll be honest like that happened in, so in 2000 that happened in 2010 right I moved back here in 2011 and um because all that 2008 2009 hit and then it just trickled for a year there and then so the timeline wise you know I moved back here and it was a struggle like it yeah. was like it, you're, you're right I'm moving back to more expensive right <laughs> so so here I am I had a house payment of a thousand bucks even even refining right and taking out money my payment was my highest payment in Arizona ever was 1100 bucks a month right like and now I move back here and I'm paying 2300 for rent right <laughs> and I took a I took a management job with uh, with another financial company. Because I'm like, all right, well, I have no, I have nothing in me to, to you know, go and start a practice all over again right now. Like as as a, as a true financial advisor or just in insurance or anything, I sales wise, like I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna take all my skills. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into management and I'll you know collect a paycheck for the most part, right? And that was probably the worst mistake I ever did because you get lazy in that even right like you you get out of some ways and you just like now you just you're just yeah you're just collecting a paycheck right and and don't get me wrong i recruit i'm good i I can help people but um you just kind of get out of out of that out of that mode a little bit and you don't see paycheck stays the same every month right (laughs) and it's not getting any bigger where it needed to be for cal (laughs) living in california so i'm like well this this is this sucks right um and so that was my first glimpse into management. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to get myself back in this. And sure, sure enough, I did anyway. But um, so it's it's just uh, yeah, one thing after another there. Uh, so now I know you were talking about a, a hockey incident. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that to me, so... Uh, you tell me. You so, tell you tell us about this. Yeah, yeah. So so I grew up playing hockey, um, and then I moved out to Arizona. There is no hockey in Arizona, so I just stopped playing, right? And I moved back here, and the boys are are still playing in an adult league, and so I jump back in playing with them. And um, and how old are you? 
I'm 30 years old. 30. I mean, 20, okay. 20 29, 30 yep. years old, right? Like, so, um, but this, this incident actually happened in 2014, 2014, I believe. Um, and so, you know, I was playing, playing just in a, a, a tournament league game. Um, and it was an adult, actually it was a, it was a playoff game. And, um, a guy came up, uh, came up behind me basically and basically lights out, right? Like it, it came out, stick went directly to my, my right side. His stick or his your... stick. Okay. So like I, I had the puck, I'm coming around and somehow he came behind me and I mean, his stick just flew and just, and, and it, you know, I mean, sticks do that. My stick has come up. Um, but his happened to just go directly. It was a direct hit right to my right eye. And I knew immediately, I mean, first off, it was, I, I know I had a concussion because I was out cold for a second. Um, and so, but then I knew something was wrong with my eye in general. And so, uh, they, they, they got me off. They got me off the rink and basically rushed, kind of rushed me directly to you. I went straight to urgent care. Um, urgent care is like, yeah, we got it. We got to get you to uh, a hospital like immediately. Um, and so they were going to take me to uh, a hospital in like Colton. I'm like, nope, that ain't happening. You're going to take me, you're going to take me to Lovell into, you know, university hospital directly over there. Um, so they, 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 I ended up going from Chino Hills to right, right over to Loma Linda. Um, and so I've had, I've had now four surgeries on it. And, uh, unfortunately I'm, I'm pretty, about 90, I'd say 90% blind in that eye. Like I, there's no, there's no sight really, Got it. um, in that eye. And, uh, you know, I mean, your goal is first first month you're just like oh, okay well you know you go into doctor's appointments they're like okay yeah you know when the blood goes away behind the eye you should start getting more eyesight and stuff and um <clears throat> you know i had my first major surgery which was my retina was knocked out and stuff and so they fixed that and they put like they put this like uh, rubber band around your eye it's kind of weird it's weird, weird deal to to keep everything in place and it squeezes the eye well it was giving me the worst migraines Dude, and I've I never had headaches and migraines, imagine. man. Like, and I finally went to the doctor three months later or about two and a half months later. I'm like, this thing's got to come out. Like I'll, I'll just take my eye out. Give me a fake eye, whatever. Like I, I can't handle it anymore. Like that was worse. Right. And, um, <clears throat> and so they, uh, he, he, he's like, okay, everything's attached. We'll take it out. Normally, people can live with it. People, people actually, when they have a detached retina, they put that in and they just leave it in there, forever. And it just keeps the retina attached. Yeah, but I'm like, dude, take take it out. Like, if it's attached again and the grew back tissue wise, like, just take it take it out because it's it's causing massive headaches. And so they he 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 took that out. That was a whole nother surgery. Um, my eye, you know, eventually kind of. Kind of got lazy. It still kind of is a little bit, but they were able to. The, the next surgery was to tighten the muscles, and they actually moved the entire eye. Okay. Like 
trip trip out like it was crazy um but she had to like tear through tissue and all kinds of stuff without damaging anything i mean it, were you awake with any in any dude, of this so the not the third one but the first two oh, with the retina they have they, so they knock you out for the very beginning because he's like and he's like, you you don't want to see the needle. We have to stick in your eye anyway. So like, yeah, you're probably right. Um, and so they knock you out for the for like first like ten minutes, and then yeah, I'm I'm wide awake. This is a and that's is a trip like being in an operating room, and hearing the conversations between doctors, right? Like <laughs> he's just operating on my eye. I just feel him tugging and doing the stuff. And there's music playing in the background, some classical music. <laughs> They're just talking, right? It's a, it was crazy, but yeah. So you woke up, and you could see, and there's, could you, I mean, could you see something in your no, eye? or you, not, it was just, you can't see anything, no. And you just you just hear it for the most part. Like, even even my left good eye, like, I, you know, I open it, but I mean, you're, it's kind of like you're, there's something covering it, right? So you can't really see anything. So you keep it pretty much closed anyway. But you just feel a little pressure and a yeah. little pulling and yeah. pushing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, going to that story, I mean, it, you know, you go, anytime you have a major incident like that, like, you, you know, I'm, I'm home. Like I've never been disabled. I've never had a major injury. That was my first major injury. Right. At 30 years old. Um, you well, it was, it was, I was 30, yeah, 32, 33, but yeah, uh, yeah like dude. Uh, 33. Okay. Um, let's see. What am I now? It was 2014, seven Seven. years old. It's 32, 32. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, you go through these phases because you're just sitting there. Right. And, um, you know, at that time, I was kind of on, I'll be honest, just just throwing it out now at this point, like kind of a rocky marriage, right? Like a lot of issues, things weren't good. And then that, that happened and things just oh, man. started going even, I mean, it just got bad, dude. Like where it was like thoughts in your head, right? Like you're, you're sitting there and I'm like, can, am I ever going to be able to drive again? Can I, am I going to be able to do certain things again? Um, and you just go into this like almost depression, right? Like to where just trying to like figure out life. Like what is life? What is life going to be? Mm -hmm. Dude. And I'm telling you, I mean, every thought that not, 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 don't get me wrong. No, no, no suicidal thoughts. I have kids, like nothing in that realm, just depression thoughts, just like thoughts of like, man, what is, what is life going to be like? Right. And in a year, two years, three years down the road, whatever it might be, but just like all these different things. Right. I'll tell you, like, thank God I had kids at that time because I was, I mean, they were kind of just my, they were young at, you know, my daughter was three, three and my son was one, I think somewhere in that range four yeah. two you know some somewhere somewhere in there and um yeah no because they weren't even in school yet so i think they were, i think it was three and two uh, or three and one <clears throat> and so they were young and just like i just got to spend time with them a little bit right so 
I, I, you know, I, I was obviously off work at that time. I'll tell you the plus side to being kind of more on the corporate in the corporate world is at that time I made actually a career or before right about a year before that incident, I made a career switch into uh, the wholesaling side of our business. And so, um, you know, being, being on that side came with its perks of, you know, I, I was able to sell still, but, um, and, and, and kind of had uncapped, but I had a base and I had benefits. Yes. Thank God. Right. Because you think about it like, like that, I'll tell you the bills for, for that incident was over a hundred thousand dollars. Like I paid, I paid like 1500 bucks. Wow. <laughs> Thank God. Right. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, what would I be doing? Like, I just went through a bankruptcy. Like, not like it. It's not that ain't gonna. That's out. So, um, just crazy. You know, those are those are just crazy things. But I had the thing. I had good insurance and and those things, and I had a disability policy, um, short term and long term disability. And you know, I mean, you we talk about it a lot. Like as advisors, when you're talking with somebody, like with the inability of earning a paycheck, what would happen? Like, do you have adequate savings? Do you, you know, without having to dip into your retirement, things in that realm, do you, so you start getting into that point. Thank goodness I had those benefits because I didn't have them on on outside of, outside of my benefit things, right? Benefit package. And so having that disability policy saved my butt from an income standpoint to where I didn't have to worry about income. So that was a good thing, right? Right. Um, And a peace of mind there. Which... Which eight out of ten, okay, let Don't. me take that back. Right. So most people with that do insurance a lot of times because you're either a statutory employee or you have your own practice. And when you have your own practice, you're like, damn, it's expensive. Yeah. Like for health insurance, right? Yeah. So a lot of times people get, you know, they'll get the the bare bones policies because that's all they because a lot of times insurance comes in waves and you'll do good and then you'll do really bad and you'll yeah. do good so then so, yeah it's like a roller coaster yeah so ride, you so sure. very very lucky you're yeah. very very lucky yeah i was i was lucky at that time so so i had that going thank goodness had i was able to, you know i was off for six months so um you know short-term disability picked up full paycheck for three months right so i had a full paycheck for three months thank goodness um, and then half, they pay 50% uh, for the long-term portion, right? So still had money coming in enough to at least pay the bills. But it got to that point, you know, where you're, you're, you're getting to, you know, I got into that fifth, sixth month and it was like, the, my company was like, okay, what's going on? Right. We, we need, you're in, you're in, a, you're in the best territory. We need you. Like, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what to do, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to do at this point. And, you know, it took, it took, I, I'd really, you know, I had people to talk to, but at that time it was just kind of like marriage was bad. So I didn't have that to talk. I didn't have that person to talk to. You know, I had my dad. He's okay to talk to, right? Didn't really have like, I have tons of friends, right? right. But, but, but not, not to that, that level. Not that yeah. friend, right? Mm. So it was kind of like, all right, I'm kind of on my own on this. I got to just make a decision, right? Like, 
I got if I want to stay with this company and and they they did they did me good like they were great um, during that whole time checking in everything but eventually you know I, I they have to make a business decision for to because it's just of course you know it's business and I get it and so I you know kind of put me on the court I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to you know um, we call it. Uh, I don't know, you know, beat the system in that sense of just collecting a paycheck oh, from game the system. Game the system. I there know you all go. about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? oh, that. That I wasn't trying to do, but, you know, um, you get, you know, just kind of in that, that mode of like, uh, I just don't want to go back. Right. Like, I, I don't want to go back. I don't want to do anything. Um, and so eventually they kind of backed me in a corner and I'm glad they did because I, you know, you look, I look back at it now and I'm like, I had to make a quick decision pretty fast. And it was like, listen, we have our mid-year meeting. It's in Las Vegas. You, you know, if you're going to stay with us, you're going to be there. And from there you're going to, you're going to go back to work. And so, you know, I had about a week to make that decision and so I'm like, you know what? Like, I got young kids. I just need to. I just need to. I just need to make it happen. Like, it's just a mind mind deal. Like, really, and um, it was tough. Like, that was another like moment of my life where you just like you feel like okay, I'm starting to kind of come up, and then boom, it just crashed right. And then now, you know, okay, I'm backed into a corner. I got to make a quick decision on just what's best for for myself and for for my family at that time you know and just you know my kids specifically and so i made i was like i'll be there booked a plane ticket flew to vegas um glad i did because the people that i was surrounded around um everybody you know was like it's good to see you here you know and it's just yeah. like kind of just brought me back to life and then i came back from that like, hmm. all right, I can, I could just, I could overcome everything, every bad thought that was going through my head in the back of my head. I could, I'm just going to get rid of it. And I'm just going to go forward. I'm going to go 110% and I'm going to crush it. And I ended up being number two still in the territory or out of all, out of all 15 territories, 15 of my position, I ended up being number two for that year. And Damn. so, uh, came back just storming, and I worked. I I literally was on the road and worked my, you know what, off, dude. <laughs> I didn't, didn't mess around. Um, it was just, but I mean, it didn't. It wasn't an easy. It wasn't easy. I mean, it, it, again, the thoughts of like, can I drive? Can I drive with one eye? Right? Like, I'm in traffic all day long. So it wasn't necessarily the driving piece because you start kind of getting used to driving, but my depth perception's off, right? I'm in traffic all day long. That's not a good combination. No, not at all, right? especially out in California. My head is pounding. At night, lights shining in my face, and everything is shadowed, right? Even today, everything's kind of shadowed. So, like, if I look at you directly right now and just really focus on you, I'll see you over here, too. Wow, yeah, and and now is that because of the Blantons though? <laughs> no, probably not. But 
<laughs> actually, you know what? That <laughs> might help, though. It helps. <laughs> it doesn't help. It, it actually helps make it better, not worse. Yeah, there you right? go. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny, man. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about that, I can't help but think the word disability. So my dad, so growing up, my dad was disabled. He had fallen off a three and a half story building and said he was never going to walk again and artificial hip and no spleen and all kinds of stuff. Right. And so he always had this thing about being disabled. Like, and if somebody said the word cripple, like you're a cripple, like you would see somebody that would not be able to jump out of his seat and grab, grab a hold of somebody. Cause yeah. he, he was just, um, but I'm thinking of the word dis- disability and when you are in depression and you are fighting yourself, yeah. it is, it is, it zaps the energy from you. And I was talking to somebody earlier that is at a point where their energy is, is zapped and they don't, they're, they were talking about, you know, I'm, I just, I get everything seems that it just it all melts together and I just wake up and I go through the motions, but there's no, there's no perk in life. It's like all dark. It's all dark. And, and so I'm just thinking to myself from experiencing this and different times of myself where it's like, what's a bigger disability? Is it not having an eye? Let's say that your eye was completely taken out 0%. Now, you would say that's a disability. But then over here, when you, let's say you have 50% of vision, but you're constantly beating yourself up and you're constantly focused on what is not. And when you're focused on what is not, you're, you're constantly at ends with yourself and you are zapping all of your energy. And if you have no energy, how in the hell can you do anything? Totally. And so, so what's a bigger disability? I mean, people are like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get your ass to work. Go yep. do something, right? But when you're stuck, when you're when you're freaking stuck, it is not that easy because you can't just get up because your mind is saying, yeah, to everything. And yep. so, it's it's um. I, I don't know the answer to that, but but I think it bears repeating that depression is not, you can't, if you could put your finger on it and say, this is depression and here's where it sits, <laughs> then, then that would be different. But what yeah. happens is it's like this complex dynamic of things, dimension almost, where you get caught up in and you just don't know which yeah. way is up so where do you start i don't know no to- totally i mean you know me like we you know we we met you know pretty much when i moved back here for the most part um you know maybe a few later, a few years later but you know it's uh dude i'm i'm the last person to be that you would ever think that is in that kind of state of mind, right? right. Like, yes. So, so the story to that is really it can happen to anybody, right? Like, and and it could happen quick, and it did. I mean, that's like nobody plans for a, an accident, and then all of a sudden, you know, being not being able to work, and then going through the uh, like a psychological like mind frame of just weirdness, right? Yeah. Like, totally. Nobody plans for that, and. Um, and so, you know, 
it, it was it was that was and and I'll tell you it kind of carried on I mean when I made that decision to go back to work that definitely helped but I still carried not necessarily even my eye at that point now now I'm in a in a in a bad marriage right right and things have just got and it just got progressively worse and you know for whatever it is I mean you know it just you go through that. I went through that phase next, right? That was my next one. So it's like it's like a series of like in the last ten years, right? Like I wish I could just wipe out from 2010 to 2020. Start right there, sort of. But because I, I met my, I met, I, I'm remarried, and I met my 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 new wife shortly after I got divorced. Actually, kind of just not not planned, but you know, we got married in 2019, 18. God. Don't listen. I hope you yeah, listen to <laughs> you're busted. Um, but but yes, uh, 2018, and so uh, you know it. You know, so if I could go, you know, for the most part, just get rid of the last ten years. That'd be <laughs> that'd be great. But you know, hopefully, you know, I'm still still young. Hopefully, you know, I don't have to go back through. I mean, life hits you. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. I guess, you know, that's 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 where I was getting at before is like, you know, you just never know. And then you just got to you got to fight through things, certain parts, certain yeah. things. Right. And you learn from these life lessons. I, I guess that's another thing is like when you go through something like that, maybe it's not planned, but you know how to probably pull yourself out of it the next time a little yeah. quicker. Right. Yeah. And so. You know that's, and and, and I've, I've I've still yeah I mean I've had I've had some ups and downs even the last couple of years right but yeah. you know it's you get out of them a lot faster because you're just like okay I just I need to check out maybe for a second and then you you just learn a different process yeah right yeah I feel like but there's also something to be said about the adversities that you had were training for the level of appreciation that you can attain oh, because totally. because without having those moments and it's like um you know unfortunately it's like a funeral the only time you see a lot of your family is okay it's either <laughs> yeah. at a funeral or a wedding right yeah but but at funerals it's like man this is a really freaking horrible thing that happened and and it forces you to go and then when you go there and you see people you haven't seen in a long time, you always connect. They're always, it's usually good. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, there's probably totally. situations where it's not. You see somebody you want to <laughs> see. But for the most part, you know. And so it's like these these moments of, of loss that we experience in life force us to sit down and take inventory of ourselves, yeah. take inventory of our hopes, our dreams, our our whole situation and without without those moments of clarity i think that is how you get clarity when yeah. when everything's cool you're cruising you're making money you, you're in a good relationship there's no there's nothing to, to shake you up i mean it's a great place to be in nothing wrong with that yeah but it, but it's not reality it, either. <laughs> you're right. It's there's something. So, yeah. so the reality check you do got to expect it coming for sure because <laughs> eventually it does come. Um, that's just life. 
I think it's the it's the human condition. We don't none yeah. of us escape it. So yeah. no matter what how much money you have, no matter how good looking, yeah. no matter how much stuff, no matter how smart, no matter how well connected, yeah. you're still human yeah. and you're going to screw stuff up. You're going to get screwed up. Yeah. And you always have the choice of how to continue on. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, uh, they wanted a, you know, some advice in some way. How how would somebody be able to get a hold of you? Um, that's a good question. Is there is there is there a website <laughs> no. or so so you can you can I, I don't have an own, my own personal website, but I am listed on uh, westpackwealth.com. If you go to westpackwealth.com. Uh, you could look me up as an advisor on there, um, and then uh, you can call. Uh, you you can give you can give my number out to anybody. There you go. Yeah, yeah. call me. I know I know yeah. his number. I got the direct line. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and as far as what you do is, in a you know two sentences, what is it that you do? I know we've talked about it, but how do you ex- how do you explain to people what you oh, do? Oh yeah, so you know I mean I I help educate and and help you get to retirement. I mean, I, I hate to be cliche on things, but I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I try to keep things simple, right? Retirement planning doesn't have to be complicated. It's simple. So I educate you, I guide you and help you through that process to retirement. That's it. But, and there's, 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 there's other pieces to that pie, such as protection, cash flow, other things, but you know, overall, all those, all those plug in, we, we, we go through a process and we go through it together and it's an ongoing relationship from there. It's almost like um, a perspective check because we get caught up in our day-to-day life and, and we can't see the forest for the tree because we're working on the tree and the tree's right in front That's of right. us. But there is a forest and you're kind of there to say, hey, look, hold on, back up a second and, and look at this because now there's the whole forest. Yeah. And can, and so I do this presentation, right, with a lot of teachers and I have this one slide and it has, have you seen like, you, you know, like different, find, you, let's just say like different words and it's all over the place, right? Like, yeah. You know, the and it's puzzles, in the shape of a tree, but it's different it words. It could be a tree, it could be anything, but like yeah. in this case, you know, it's a bunch of financial words. So uh, IRA, uh, taxes, you know, thing, just all these financial words, right? Insurance. Time stuff, horizon. Right. And it's all scattered all over the place. And I, I, I relate that slide. It's called financial disorganization. And I relate it to a junk drawer in somebody's kitchen, right? You have this junk drawer and you have all this stuff in it. And you know it's there. And you usually, but you just don't know where it's at, what it is, <laughs> you know, why I have it, things like that, right? And so financial world is exactly that. There's so many different concepts and products and this and that and and you get advice from you know or or you go you go to that party right and there's this guy talking to you about this or or buy term and invest in whatever it might be right like there's all this stuff and so it's like that one it comes up a lot buy term and invest the difference you know whatever it is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's just like there's all this stuff and then you just you're even more confused on on what it is that I should be doing and what I should do right so so I always celebrate my job is to help you become more organized put all these things in place so that way between now 
and you to that point of retirement, you walk into retirement with knowing exactly how much money you're going to be able to have guaranteed, but also the protection side and 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 just the whole thing. It's a clarity thing, right? So you get to that retirement, you get to retirement age and you have a peace of mind, clarity, and know exactly where life will be from there. And that's that's my job. Yeah. Is to help you and guide you through that. Regardless of if you're 25 years old, 20 years old, or you're 50, 55, 60. I mean, you know, you get up there, I mean, should be should be almost retiring, but yeah. I mean, well, but then, I, then, I meet then, with 50-year-olds, 50, 50 to 60-year-olds a lot. Probably more than totally. And they, you know, some some are some are have done something, some have done nothing. And it's never too late. Yeah. It's never too late. It's just a different perspective. Now, before when you're younger, it's time horizons on your side. You're looking at accumulating wealth where somebody that only has 10, 15, 20 years left uh, are looking at legacy and yep. protecting their assets. So it's and I know that there are different different, different tools for in. different jobs. Yeah. Um, how many kids you have? Right Three. Now? Three. Eleven year old daughter and nine year old son. And then my stepson, who I consider my own, uh, is eight turning on turning nine and in, uh, in May. On Memorial Weekend, so the boy wow. the boys are four months apart. Uh, they're both nice. they're both in third grade, so they but they have different teachers. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, else they probably kill each other. But they you know I mean they they pretty much have grown up together now to where they're it's just one one big one big family all together. That's cool. Yeah. And so and and so you're happy now. Your marriage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So met my met my wife. So. Um, you know, we met online actually, um, uh, through, through match. Um, you know, at that time it was just kind of like wanted to meet new people. Right. It wasn't about, it wasn't about like, like going on a bunch of dates and, and going down that road of, you know, whatever people use online. Dating Galavan, for, right. You know what I'm talking right, about. Right. Right. So swipe it was more right, or less just, right. I just wanted to meet, yeah, I just wanted to meet new people outside of my network and, and things. Right. Just fresh, fresh mind. Um, and so funny, funny story with, with her is, is, you know, we, um, I, I got off online dating or I thought I did. I thought I canceled the, the account. I, I, uh, I disabled it or something like, but I, it, they ended up pulling another quarter out of my bank account. And I'm like, what the heck dude? So I called them up and they're like, I'm sorry, you're stuck in there. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So like a month later, actually, I went on and, um, uh, my wife she, at that time she was on there and she was on the front page she was like almost like the model right like <laughs> like the front like right there I'm like you know what I'm just gonna hit her up like what do I got to lose right <laughs> yeah um, so I did Go for the long shot two days later she she messages me yeah she messaged me two days later uh, she's a huge Kings fan so a Los Angeles Kings fan and I obviously I'm, I'm a hockey guy a huge LA Kings fan uh, so most of my pictures had like Kings hat or Kings on. So she's like, I, I'm a huge Kings fan. Um, 
funny story of that when she did when she did uh, when I talked to her for the first time I was actually on my way to a hockey game. This is after my accident stuff. I, I wear a full cage now, by the way. Um, but but you know, your hockey game, like you were still I was playing. Going to still, I went back and played. So so that oh interesting. So so, so, so yeah, like yeah, I didn't I didn't go back into. But yes, that was part of like overcoming right like things was like I, I took off two years two years, and the guys were finally I'm like you know what I'm gonna go back out and play, like. I'm driving now. Things are good. Like, I'm just going to go back and play. Right. So I, I, I actually went back out and played. Um, I'm, it's a different game a little bit. Yeah. Like, more, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a little, little you, more defensive you, you, oriented. A little bit. You know, imagine. I mean, you, you know, pucks coming at you for a pass, right? You, there's no more one timers because it's like, you know, my depth perception's off. So, like, sometimes a pass will come to me, and I think my stick's right there, but it's not. It's like I missed the puck completely, right? So it's like... But anyway, you know, I was on my way to a hockey game, and it was a Friday night, because that's when the games were Friday nights, and it was, like, 9 o'clock at night. And she she's like... She's she's like... she. I was telling her I was on my way to a hockey game, and I think she was like, yeah, right, like, it's eight o'clock on a Friday night. You're going on a date or something like that. Yeah, right, right, right. I know these <laughs> like, people no, from match. We're going like, um, and so we actually met the next day. There was a Kings game on the next day, and we met um, right here in Corona uh, at Dos Lagos there, and uh, at Taps, and we ended up uh, uh, watching the game and hanging out, and um, just kind of hit it off from there. And uh, you know. Really, we we weren't going to tons of Kings games. I mean, and, and we just had a lot of fun. And yeah, I knew I knew she was the one then. That's cool, man. Yeah, I, it's like when you when you meet under that context, you can really um, think about okay, who do I want and how you know? And you have you. I feel like maybe you put more thought into who you're going to be with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I you know I I was. I just just got divorced, you know, and it was kind of like one of those things that wasn't really looking to go down that road again, like get, you know, in a committed relationship and stuff, but just things fell in place, right? Like it was just kind of like, and, you know, two years later we got married. I mean, you just kind of like, yeah, I mean, it just made sense. Like it was just, it was too good, right? And of course, you know, I mean, marriage has its ups and downs, but it's, it's, it's been great. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but in, like any relationship, right? I mean, you, you start learning, start learning who each other are a little bit more, maybe, and and things. And kids are getting older, so you know things. So so it's not always. I I, I say it's, it's it was awesome. It's good. It's still good. But you know, I mean, it's like like any relationship. You 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 have struggles, and there's different things, and there's always things to work on, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, I have to work on myself as a person because uh, I have my 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 downfalls for sure. I'm not perfect, that's for sure. Especially with everything I've gone through. So bringing that in um, has been has been a little bit of a, a you know baggage, I guess. I I carry the baggage in. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. Well, I feel um, like. It almost, I in my mind, what I'm seeing is is this is an example. It's very similar to your eye. Your love for the game is greater 
than your fear or pain yeah. of of even losing your eye. You have that love. Yeah. And and even with us and the relationships that we're in, sometimes we lose an eye in our relationship, whether it's somebody yeah. did something or you did something or whatever it was. Great point. Yeah, but your love for that sanctity or for that relationship or for that potential, if it is greater than your fear or your hurt, then you will continue and it will get better and it yeah. and everything is like the phoenix it burns but then it comes back, comes back. in a new, in a new life and yeah. so yeah great great point yeah so i it's it's um i knew we were going to get some good stuff out of this man <laughs> yeah. like and i know there's a whole bunch more and we could probably uh, talk for three you got hours you got a good you probably got a good get amount of my life for sure <laughs> right? i've never really come out and shared a lot of stuff so um it's good. It's been good for me too. Well, I think that people, I know how many people go through divorce. Yeah. I went through divorce. I know it was. Yeah. It's like it a sucks. death. It's yeah. like a freaking death. It, it hurts. It sucks. But don't for, wish it on anybody. But you know, things happen. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's needed. Sometimes yeah. people meet in the wrong time frame, or you have, you know, we all who who knows. Whatever There's a bazillion different yeah. reasons, but yeah. but. If anybody that is out there listening to this and you're going through a divorce or you're having some kind of a, you lost your eye <laughs> playing hockey or, you know, at least lost vision, you know, that there is something on the other side and yeah. the adversity and the problem that you're feeling right now, which is probably debilitating, is there for a reason. So instead of fighting it, sit with it. And use it as a moment of clarity to sit down and take inventory of your life and take inventory of your dreams and your goals and the potential. Because I think one of the problems that we all have is that we have a tendency to limit ourselves. Yeah, totally. You know, there, there was a kid that came here the other day, the guy that's helping edit, Gabe. So his kid uh, likes magic and he told... Gabe told his son that I'm a magician. Uh -huh. And so he decided to come along. I think he's like 12 or 13 or something like that. Yeah. 11, maybe 11. Anyway, so I started, I showed him a couple magic tricks. And it was like, dude, you know, the amount of enthusiasm <laughs> where it's yeah. like, ah, right? Awesome, yeah. As a kid. And, yeah. and then what happens is we grow up and we're shown that the guy had a quarter in that hand and <laughs> yeah. we're like, you son, or Santa Claus, what? Yeah. Yeah. Really? What? And, and we have to deal with this. It's yeah. like, we, we put ourselves in these boxes and we limit ourselves and we limit the, the potential of what we think can happen. Yeah. But that is a shortcoming. That in itself, limiting yourself is your biggest limitation. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have yes. unlimited potential, and it, in my opinion. Yep, totally agree. And I, you see it over and over again. You've seen people that have lost limbs. Yep. You've seen people that have different other type mental disabilities or, you know, financial disabilities. And people totally. file bankruptcy, and then they turn around and they become a millionaire. Or yep. So nothing is permanent, and we all have the ability to sculpt our future based on our attitude so great point and absolutely the fact that you're out still that's pretty kick-ass man you gotta, you gotta drive you gotta <laughs> keep going right i mean it, 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 life 
life is going to kick you in the butt multiple times and you just got to you just it's a it's a mind thing that's all i can say i mean i i really it's it's truly and the only person that's going to kick your butt is yourself right you have friends they're family there's people that will 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 tell you hey dude get off your ass and get 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 going but the only person that's in control is yourself and so you have to be the one to really really kick yourself in the butt to get up and make it make it happen so and you have the ability so um like in the army used to say thank you joe sergeant may i have another <laughs> that's right thank you joe sergeant can i do some more push-ups <laughs> you know just because you know you're you're hating life and you're it's either either way you're gonna struggle so you might yeah. as well try to have fun with it or you can cry you can cry and you're not gonna get it's not gonna feel any better yeah. it's gonna feel worse so yeah. you just try to roll with it and and put a smile on your face and and yeah. suck it up and drive on that's right that's right <laughs> you know maybe easier said than done some cir- some For some sure. circumstances man there's a, it's a no, no doubt i don't downplay like anything of like my my stories like I'm, there's way worse out there right and and i can't even fathom some things you know and and so it um i'm i'm sure you know i don't want to downplay like the, the fact that people go through way way worse i mean and and those struggles could be a whole different that's a whole different mindset and a whole different level and a whole different level and um you know maybe you don't have control and if you don't then you know that's when you really really need to lean on people or somebody to really help you uh at least listen right i i think out of out of a lot of things i mean even even today having this conversation today you know i mean and bringing back certain things it's like i think i'm gonna leave here even even stronger right nice, because nice. it's like it's like okay i i did overcome some of this stuff like and i you know you never really, i've never talked credit. about it like i've never come out and really like start talking about my life you know what i mean in, in details so so you know i think i think you know if you do go down that road and, and you're, you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody and really get it out. Because when it's out there, I think you'll feel better at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's not only that, like I was talking to somebody, again, that same conversation, we were talking about something else about they said that there's really nobody to talk to. And I don't really care to talk to because when I do talk to somebody, then they say things that make it worse. Yeah, and then I, I can said, see that too. A I bit. said, yes, you know, sometimes that's true. But the problem with not talking about things is that now you don't want to rehash in a way of that you're going to say, well, it was me. But we are, we have a bad habit. Look at me personally. I don't know about you, but <laughs> me personally, I have a bad habit of jumping to conclusions. Yeah. And if I don't say things out loud and talk about it, then I'll jump to conclusion and then I'll keep going down this road. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I look around and I'm in the Gobi Desert. <laughs> and I'm like, how the hell did I get here? And uh. it's because I didn't talk to somebody. Because even if you're saying it out loud, even if you're talking to the freaking wall and you say it out loud, uh. some things when it sound, you're like, that doesn't sound right. Maybe I should, <laughs> you know, but when you don't yeah. talk, you don't check yourself like that. So it's important to talk to somebody. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'll tell you, that's what my, my wife now, she definitely puts me back in perspective a lot. 
you know, because you, cause you're right. Your mindset does go down certain or you're, you're just like thinking and, and then all of a sudden you just you go down that path and you're like, why did you even do that? Right. Like, why? Why are this we having, stupid? Why are we even having this argument right now? Like, that was dumb. Right. Like, it's totally my fault. Yeah, and I shouldn't have gone down that road, but I did. Why did I do that, right? And so, yeah. Yeah, I I can relate. I don't know, man. At some point, Crystal and I are going to have a conversation, too, and then... Yeah, I have all kinds of bad stories of me doing that. (laughs) It's it's bad, so... Yeah, it happens. It happens. (laughs) But, thank God, we have people that have patience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely helps. So, So... I, you know, I know we got other stuff to do. So do you have any last, you know, last hoorah moments of advice for anybody that's listening or, you know, I mean, I think I I think I threw it all out there, but I mean, definitely, you know, whatever it is that you're going through, you could, you could overcome it, right? Like there's, there's, there's always ways of overcoming, whether it's depression or, um, God, you lose an eye, whatever it might be, right? <laughs> like, I, you know, or the eye causes the depression in my case, right? And so there's always, there's always ways to overcome it. And if you're feeling down, you're feeling depressed, you're like anything, there, there, there are people that will support you, but, you know, at the same time, just, just know that you, you are worth it and that, you know, life itself is not worth going down those dark paths. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to say that. Like, maybe that's not the right way to say it, but it's like, I'm just saying, like, life is good. And regardless of what happens, like, there's, it could be, it could be bad, but it's, it's not worth ending. It's not, definitely not worth ending your life for, right? Um, and that's been a big issue here in, in America or just across the world in general. Um, there's always, you, you could always overcome anything period. And if you got to bite, you got to bite your pride, uh, or, you know, do your time or whatever it might be, do it. Don't, don't, uh. Don't eat it up. Don't uh, don't, don't create down. a per- the somebody yeah. said don't create a permanent solution for a temporary problem. There you go. That's a good. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, awesome man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate. Thank the time, you for man. your insight. Thank you yes. for your knowledge, experience, and everything. And for all of you guys tuning in, whoever you may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be, I love you, but I gotta leave you. So we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.